way. Praise the Lord. Love you guys. Thank you. Greetings from Ashburton. It's a real privilege to be here in this wonderful house of God. And uh, you just sense the Spirit of God here in an awesome way. And I want to say to you people, you are the best thing that's ever happened to New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> you are the best thing that's ever happened to Lower Hutt. Hallelujah. And you know what? Your pastors, Stephen and Vanessa, are also the best thing that's ever happened for you. Why do I say that? I say that because God knows their hearts. Their hearts are for you. Their hearts are for this nation, and they believe, and they believe in God to see an outpouring of His Spirit. Hallelujah. They're believing for this church to grow and reach out into this nation and the world. Amen. Amen. You are all called of God to do different things. And this is the hour that you need to get into where God wants you to be because we're in an awesome time. Yeah, and we have to be ready. Yeah. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. That's a good thing to say. I'm ready. Don't be hiding down behind a chair and saying, I'm not ready. Because we've got to be ready. Amen. Um, Pastor Jim and I, we have been married... 51 years. Longevity. Wonderful, wonderful years. We had been married 10 years, not quite 10 years when we got saved. And um, it's the best thing that ever happened in our lives. We took hold of God and we never, ever looked back. We had three children. We brought them up in the ways of God and they travelled the nation with us. And now they're all married and we have eight grandchildren and another one coming. <laughs> and it's wonderful to have a family that serves God. But do you know what? Those ones that are not far away, they're coming back in. Yeah. They're coming back in. Hallelujah. They're coming back in. Yeah. So Good you know, I count it a privilege to be here in this house of God. To be in the presence of God and to see all you wonderful people that are making a difference in your homes, a difference in this city, and a difference in the schools, and a difference in the nation. It's wonderful to see people that will stand for God. You know what? You make a mark when you stand for God. You carry the mark of God on you. This is the day because of the great darkness. This is the day when you as Christians with the light of God on you and the presence of God on you, you will stand out and people will run to you. I prophesy that. They will run to you because of the presence of God on your life. And so I'm ready to hear the word of God this morning. I love the word of God. I love to sit under the word of God. So now I'll hand over to the man of God. Okay. I think um, I think we've heard the word, Ida. Oh. I can go and sit down now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a tremendous.
time for Ida and I to visit and to be a part of this time together. I mean, it's, we count it as a great privilege to be here with these two wonderful people, your pastors, and to see what God has done in their lives, to see you people coming and backing up and feeding from them for this wonderful building here. I see a lot of excitement that's gone on building this, a lot of challenges, a lot of tears, a lot of prayers. It just doesn't happen overnight, although we would like it to. But there's a lot of God that's gone on before today. And I want to encourage you that God's taking us further. He's taking us into a, a richer place, but it's going to be up to us. We can get off the boat anytime. But the, for those who will stick, stick with the ship and stick with the stuff, I'm telling you, there's a, there's, there's a day coming of great rejoicing in all your lives. So with that, uh, Stephen and Vanessa, we salute you. And uh, we feel very humbled and, and, and uh, thankful to minister to you today. So do you know what? With what's gone on here so far today, there should be not a worry in this place. The praise and worship was heavenly. Your cares, I want you to toss those cares right away from you, push them away from you. Don't have anything, don't allow them to come back and just keep every care that's outside, that, that's not of God and soak on the word today. Because God's going to take you to another place. Amen. Things are going to happen in your life. You're going to think differently. The way a man thinks, that's what he is. We can't be thinking cares. We can't be thinking all those things. They're hindrances to our lives. We're people of responsibility. And I'm telling you, you're quality people. Yes. And you're on your way to being more quality. The Word of God is working in your life if you'll let it. Amen. And so with that, oh, you may be seated. I've been in much prayer over this message to you. I don't want to alarm you, and yet I do. In order to make you realize what really is going on in this world. Things are not as they seem they are. Things are not being told to you that are going on. And so we just carry on as though everything's okay. I want you to remember this message. And I'm asking you, is it well with your soul? Is it well with your soul today? If it is well with your soul, you'll be able to overcome any storm that comes. And there is a storm I'm warning you about that is on the horizon. So it is so vitally important 
that we are not ignorant of what's going on. There is a storm coming and most of us don't even want to know about it. Go with me to 2 Timothy this morning. 2 Timothy and chapter 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. It said, this know. God wants you to know this. It is not going to be any other way. Hard days shall come. So don't be foolish. This is going to be no joy ride. That's why I'm saying to you today, the word of God in your heart is going to cause you to overcome the most challenging times of our lifetime. This world system is under great stress. The financial system of the world is broken. And they're not telling you about it. A tragedy came in 2008, and it's never been fixed. It's being patched up, patched up, patched up. But there is a day not very distant, might be only months, and this world is going to completely change. So, as I says, I've got to warn you about it because you are the people that can rise up and overcome it and take people on through it and be victorious. Hallelujah. I mean, we live in another kingdom. We are not part of this world we, are in the, we belong to the kingdom of God, praise God. But I'll tell you what, we live in this place. We're here to do a job for the Lord. Can you say amen? amen. So you need to know. And so God says, this know. This know. He wants you to know it. Hallelujah. That perilous times shall come in these end days. Oh, Roberts gave a prophecy, I think it was about 2004, and I want to read this prophecy to you. He had a vision. He was walking and meditating, and Oral heard a voice, the voice of God. And when he saw a, then he saw a vision in the clouds. It looked like smoke and vapor and blood. It was over New York and it hung there for quite a while but it did not touch the ground. And then it went over the rest of America and then away from America to the nations of the world. What did I see, he said. He said, I saw smoke and vapor and blood Then God said, I am making a sign because my church is not ready for the coming of my son. There has to be preaching with fire in the belly, he said. There has to be preaching in the Holy Ghost. It's a wake-up call to the church. It's a wake-up call to the second coming. The economy is a spiritual thing. Spiritual people have to wake up. God sent you a sign, he said, to get you to turn around. All we have to do is turn around. Turn to the living God. 
Then Norrell said, I saw two ships. They were leaving America. The one ship was slower than the other ship. The church was the first ship. The other was overtaking it to cast aside the ways of the founding fathers and to bring in new ways and new laws that are totally unscriptural and debilitating to the human being and to marriage and to human life. That's the ship that is trying to pass the gospel ship. Kenneth Copeland gave some comments about it and said what Oral has revealed is not just spiritual, not just mental, physical or financial. It is all of those and it must be dealt with though by the spiritual standpoint in order to take care of judgment in all realms. Islam and all the isms will reap what they sow. So there is a warning that came through our precious brother Oral Roberts not long before he passed away. Now, we are the ones to face and we face it, of course, in victory. We are not a defeated foe. We're not a defeated people. And I'll tell you what, we've got to get into place this church like this church and to be built up and to stand when everyone, everything else is falling around about us. So I encourage you this morning to be ever faithful to the Lord your God, to be ever faithful to the house of God, to your pastor, and things will be well with your soul. Stay with the word. Stay with the stuff. I encourage you, for these days ahead are going to challenge us all. Amen. Now, many years ago, um, Ida and I heard a message that made it well with our soul. It absolutely transfigured us, transformed us. And that's the word you're hearing in this place. It absolutely unzipped us and we couldn't stay still. When we got home to our church, and of course our church, as we understood, it was the church of the whole world. We loved our church. We loved our pastor. We loved everything about... But when we got switched on to the Word, we started to find out some things that we had become religious. A religious... Even in the Word of faith, you can become religious. I'll tell you what. By the power of the Holy Spirit, it will not happen to this people. Amen. 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 And so, I want us to go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 5, where Isaiah prophesies about what's even happening in our land, and in our world today. Isaiah chapter 5. Verse 20, it says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, and put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine 
and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. There is a picture of what's going on in the attempt of the enemy to do this very thing in our own lives. Today, right has become wrong and right has become wrong and wrong has become right. So, it's a woeful condition that Isaiah is warning us about. And I ask you, when are we going to hate it? It's a woeful condition. When will we love God enough to rise up in righteous boldness and move as one? But I believe the church is waking up, praise God. There is much prayer taking place. There is a movement, I believe, among the churches that is causing people to rise up and take hold of prayer. We were about February of last year, we were at a Kenneth Copeland Ministries ministers meeting and they shared about praying in the Spirit for half an hour every day. And so Ida and I committed to do that. And so every day, it's only half an hour, but let me tell you, once you start, it'll be an hour or two. But we began to pray and just pray in the Spirit. Didn't pray in English, just prayed in the Spirit. And things began to take place in our lives. There were areas in our lives that had to be dealt with. Secret things. But God is bringing and lifting out of people that are going to be absolutely transparent in this hour. And that is the people that are going to overtake all the evil that the devil can muster against us. These are the people that overcome. And I'm asking you this morning, as I minister to you, that you hear and respond to praying one half hour in the Spirit every day. Sometimes we've got to get up early in the morning and do something and go off somewhere that's going to take our time. Ida and I get up in the middle of the night and pray the half hour. We pray it every day. We will pray that every day of our life as long as we're on this earth. But it takes commitment. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God began to deal with our thoughts, our thought life, stinking thinking that no one else knows anything about. The peace of God began to flood us in a new way and it become well with our soul. Love increased in our marriage. Love began to overwhelm us. It was a new presence of the Holy Ghost in our lives. And this is only in the last, say, 12 months. Revelation knowledge began to flow. The highest revelation of all we began to get a hold of. And there's no higher revelation than the love of God. That's what it's all about. So we began, we are really committed to this. I want us to go to Isaiah um, let's go to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 and verse 
4. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, for our iniquities he was bruised. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we're healed. I'm wanting to get over and and take you over to Isaiah 60, which I believe is for today. So I'm in the Old Testament. Here's where Jesus went to the cross. Then he talks, even in the Old Testament, about the redeemed. And he said in verse 5, For the Maker is thine husbandman, the Lord of hosts is his name, and thy Redeemer. So he talks from here on about the redeemed, about you and I. Hallelujah. And then in chapter uh, 55, verse 1, it says, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come and buy and eat. Ye come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. It refers here to the word of God. It it, it refers to about walking by faith. And then let's go over to Isaiah 58. Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness and to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry and the poor that are cast out to thine house? When thou seest the naked and thou cover him and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh, then shall your light break forth as the morning and thine house shall spring forth speedily and the righteousness shall go before you and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear reward then shalt thou call and the Lord will answer and he shall cry you shall cry and he shall say here I am if you take away from the midst of thee the yoke the putting forth of the finger and speaking of vanity so here we see preparation that God wants us to prepare right now And then over in uh, chapter 60, he says in verse 1, Arise and shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up your eyes round about and see. All they gather themselves together, they come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Then shalt thou see and flow together and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. This is the time here that we are living in right now. There's darkness upon the whole earth. There's gross darkness upon the people. But I tell you what, the Lord has risen upon thee. Glory be to God. And as we prepare, as we Take time to visit with God. I mean to know God. That he is so special and you're so special to him. To know and have a relationship with God that is so way out. It just, it's such a blessing. Such an awesome time. Do you know what? To Ida and I, our time of prayer is more necessary to us than our daily food. These times are so good and so rich. 
And I'm encouraging you to step out into that. It's a wonderful, wonderful place to come to. I know that life is not easy today. There's incredible pressure on families to make ends meet. The world is afloat in debt. The moral state of our nation is almost non-existent. Tyranny thrives when morals die. Do you know what in this nation we abort 18,000 babies every year? Since 1980, we have aborted more than 425,000 babies. There was another great prophet back in Old Testament days that was taken up with the iniquity that was in the land. And God spoke to him and said, Eat this roll and get thee to the house of Israel and speak these words unto them. In other words, receive my words into your heart and get thee to them and tell them and declare unto them whether they hear it or whether they don't. Whether it's popular or whether it's not. Is there someone rising up among us who will carry this banner and be bold enough. And I believe there's a whole, whole big band of these people. It is in this atmosphere I see a great awakening coming. But be sure, there will be no awakening without the word of God in our hearts. God is looking for a commitment a people who will stay with the stuff, say the same thing, and who will raise up a standard against this onslaught that has come against us. These are a people who know who God is. And when they know who God is, they find out, well, I know now what I am, who I am. And then they find out what God has. Then they know what they have. And then they find out what God can do. They realize they know what we can do. Yes. Amen. So I want to encourage you that we are in the most exciting day, even though I've painted the picture. Um, that is not a nice picture to see. But this message will make you stable in unstable days. The message of the word of faith will put food on your plate, clothes on your back and a roof over your head. It will rid you of doubt and fear and worry and catapult you into the abundant life. But this message got tainted over the years in different ways. And we know a little leaven leavens the whole lump. You know, when we got a hold of this message, we had a joy. A great joy, a great excitement. I mean, it was a passion to send us out on the road to do what God called us to do. I mean, for example, you imagine the joy and the happiness we see when some people win a lot of money on a, on a TV show like so, $50,000 or something on, on uh, 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 do you watch that, uh, Deal or No Deal? And you see, in that, in that Deal or No Deal, and, and then when, when, when they uh, win a certain amount of money, what a tremendous release there is, or a, a relief, or... or they begin hugging the, 
the, the, the compiering and, and begin kissing and hugging one another. There is great ecstasy. There's great excitement. Just over $50,000. And you know if any of you ones got a hold of $50,000 today, you would be excited. Can you say amen? Well, imagine the excitement at the end of World War II and the crowds in the streets and the war is over and the victory is ours and all the thousands and millions of people hugging one another, strangers. What a release. What a relief. Hallelujah. Well, I'm telling you, the word of faith message was that type of thing to me. It was a relief. It was a release. It was just a, it was just a new world. A whole new way of thinking. We were no longer waiting to get healed. We were healed. We're no longer waiting to get prosperous. We are prosperous. We're the most prosperous people in the whole uh, of, the, of the Wellington here. A born-again believer full of the Word of God is more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. He's an outstanding person because he knows his God. He's become the righteousness of God. And that righteousness is such a powerful thing to, uh, to be... One, one moment you're a sinner and the next minute you're the righteousness of God. That's hard to believe. It takes faith to believe that. But that's who you are. Amen. That's who you are today. Hallelujah. The righteousness of God. So we entered in a whole new realm when we were born again. You began to see the handiwork of God in creation, the kind of how he magnified things, the beauty of a flower, the Holy Spirit who put the color into the flower. You begin to see creation like you've never seen it before. Amen. The trees on the landscape and the different colors of green, how majestic is it? And yet we pass it by every day and take very little notice of it. But God awakens us up in the spirit and we begin to see things differently. Can you say amen? He is the one that takes the nature of the Father and through the word he builds it into us. He builds the beauty of Jesus Christ into us and into our conduct. He touches our reasoning faculties until the thing he has made assumes a new interest and their beauty is enhanced and the fragrance of knowing God and being close to the Holy Spirit is enjoyed like never before. In my experience, the body of Christ has underestimated the work of the Holy Spirit. Most of us are guilty of it sometime or other in our lives. We are praying to get healed. We're praying to get prosperous, to get this need met. And when all these needs are met, they were met at Calvary. God's done all he's going to do. He's waiting on you and I. Hallelujah. He's waiting on you. When are we going to believe? You're not, you're, you're trying to get somewhere where you already are. Hallelujah. He's waiting on us to believe and walk in that. Our responsibility then is to renew our minds to these things, to the truth, 
because it's impossible to walk with God in an unrenewed mind. Creflo Dollar put it this way. We are, going, we, are, we are using our faith on getting God to do something instead of using our faith on what God has already done. I want you to go with me to Colossians chapter 1. The church at Colossae, Paul is writing this letter to the church at Colossae and uh, I'll pick him up in chapter 1. Verse 12 says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet, that's old English for able, has made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. When you got born again, you were made able to believe this New Testament. The unborn again man cannot understand this New Testament. It wasn't written for him. This New Testament is spiritually discerned. This is food for the new creation. Food to understand. Food to walk in. Food to know who you are. Food to bring you closer to God. And so, the Apostle Paul comes to the church at Colossae in verse 9 it says, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. So what did the Apostle Paul hear? If we go to verse 4, he says, Since we heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and of the love which you have for all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. So the Apostle Paul is writing this letter and says, We heard about that. We heard about that you're saved there, that you've got a great love in your, amongst the brethren. We've heard that you know that heaven is your home and at the end of this life you're going to go to heaven. We've heard that and we don't cease to pray for you, but listen to what Paul says here in verse 9. For this cause, since we heard the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That word knowledge there is a word, the word, there's two words for uh, knowledge, one's gnosis and the other epinosis. And uh, in this case, that word is epinosis, that you would increase in which, uh, epinosis of God, which is a more exact knowledge, that you, we would call it revelation knowledge. So he's saying to the church at Colossae, you're saved, you're walking in love with the brethren, you know you're going to heaven, but there's more to it than that. There's more to it than that. He says, I pray above all things that you increase in the revelation knowledge of God. There's more to this than what meets the eye. This New Testament, he's saying, is more than knowing that you are saved and going to heaven. And it's more in, uh, than having a, a walking, a love-walking relationship with the brethren. The more... The going to, it's more than going to church 
and living a good life. This is food for the new creation. It requires you to believe that you are a new man now. It requires you to understand that healing is for you now. Not tomorrow, today, now. The moment that you're saved, that you are prosperous now. That you are God's son now. That you are a king and a priest now. That you are a holy people now. His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and to virtue. It is yours now. It is in you now. It comes to the surface, my friend, on the wings of God's written word. It comes through spending time with God. There is an anointing on all of your lives that you haven't even walked in yet. It comes to the surface on the wings of God's written word. God will take you to another place. He's waiting on you to say, yes, Father. Yes, Father. I'll do what it takes. Half an hour. I'll give a half an hour a day out of my busy schedule. I'll get up in the middle of the night. I'll pray. I'll do it, Father. And you watch. I don't care where you are in your life right now. If you take this step to pray in the Spirit a half an hour, God will take you step by step by step out of where you are now into a, to a person who absolutely believes and is absolutely persuaded and absolutely will not stagger at the promises of God. It takes a relationship, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10, verse 6. No, we won't go there. We won't go there for the sake of a bit of time. Okay. I painted a picture this morning of where I consider the body of Christ to be and what steps must be taken in order to part uh, of this end-time army, that this end-time army will step in and walk in to a place where we are awake and the glory of God rises upon us. That's where we're headed to the glory, my friend the glory of God. And I'm only going to give you one step to get there. I've mentioned it over and over this morning. If you will commit to pray half an hour every day, God will take us all into a place where we'll be more unified. Do you know what? There's people all over the world out of all different denominations that are praying. There's a sense in the body of Christ that there's a big move coming. There's a powerful move of God. And these people are a people that are being plucked up into a body of people, I believe, from all denominations. I mean people that have committed to pray, God begins to deal with them individually. A whole church would be wonderful to pray, what I'm saying. But do you know what? I don't want you to think about your brothers and sisters. I want you to think about you. What will I do about it? You see, 
God's calling you as individuals to grow up from where you are. And there is a vast army doing the same from different denominations. We might be word of faith, but if our doctrine is correct and right, there'll be no change in it. If their doctrines are not right and need correcting, God will do it in this prayer time. He'll do it to us all. He'll bring us to a body of people that will absolutely not take any junk anymore. And I'll tell you what, there'll be a massive revival that'll sweep our nation. Are you ready for that? Well, this morning, I want to pray. I want to pray for those of you who will commit to do this. Some of you might already be doing it. But I want to pray for you. I want to lay hands on you and just want you to believe God for the very highest call on your life to be performed. He's got a call on all of your lives. And there will be such a sweetness come over your life, your marriage. It'll come over this whole congregation. No schisms. No gossip. You're going to deal with gossip. There'll be none of that. Do you know what's going to come out your mouth? Sweet things about people. Sweet things about people. You're going, you're going to begin to look at people that you criticized in your heart. We criticized secretly. Why are those people going into McDonald's here? Look at the fat old things. No wonder. That's got to go. And I'll tell you what, ask God to build up in your thinking a love for those people. Encourage them when you can. Be nice. And I'll tell you what, you'll, there'll be a return in it for you. There'll be something that God just does to us individually that'll really take us from churchianity into something that's real. Real. No fakiness. You won't be able to hide from one another. Either the glory's on you or it ain't. And it doesn't come out with gossip. It doesn't come out by judging people. We haven't got a ministry if we're judging people. These are God's people. Don't you think it's time for that? Don't you think? Every one of us want to be loved. Every one of us want good things said about us. And when you really boil it down, that's what ministry is all about. A sweetness. And knowing that you are welcome. How, how great is it when you come to God in the morning and He embraces you. He welcomes you to the prayer. He's welcoming you to fellowship. He's welcoming you to talk to you, discuss things. That's the relationship. 
I'm talking about. And us ministers, if we're worth our salt, yeah, we're worth no mucky about. But listen, there has to be a love for you. There has to be a deep receiving of all you people. We know this. All sorts of problems in your life and your challenges. But what I'm sharing with you may not have been the greatest faith message. But what God had for me to bring to you today was to get you to understand that there is an awesome storm brewing. And it's going to wipe a lot of people out but it ain't going to wipe us out. And he's calling us to pray. The nations need our prayers. The leaders need our prayers. The corruption is so great. We're heading not far from the tribulation right now. It's not very far away. And there's nothing that we can do about the darkness. It's going to come on greater and greater. Gross darkness upon the people. But the Lord has risen upon you. You are the light in your home, in your community. You are the light. God wants you to believe that. Don't allow the devil to say you're not the light. You are the light. Don't hide it. And I'll tell you what, I know that you love us. Anyone born of God is a lover. Those people are crying and waiting for us. They're waiting for us. And if you're established on the word, I'll tell you what you can. You're more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer in this life. We're more than conquerors through the blood of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to come, commit your time to this prayer. And if there is any need you have today, God's going to meet it. You're not going out that door with your needs not met today. you say amen. amen. Hallelujah. God is good all of the time. Hallelujah. You're precious to him. If anyone here does not know the Lord Jesus Christ, today's your day. Don't go home without coming and seeing us. You're going to go home with a new spring in your step and a lightness in your being and a joy in your heart. Hallelujah. When he comes into your life. It's time for that, folks. It's time to stop the struggle and let God. Walking by faith is a rest, my friend. It's a rest. You know, if you had a motor car, say a nice motor car, you wouldn't go and pray to God, can I have my motor car? Can I have the keys to my car? 
Can I drive my car? You don't do that. Why you own the car? It's yours. You see, we're praying for healing, and God says it's yours. You don't need faith to be healed in that sense. You just take it. It's mine. Father, thank you that I'm healed. But I'll tell you what, that's growing up. There's some of us that still need prayer, laying on of hands. Nothing wrong with that. I stand in agreement with you. But it's already yours, folks. It happened at Calvary. It happened 2,000 years ago. It's been done. He's waiting on a believer. Say, I'm a believer, Pastor. I'm a believer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah will come. Come and I'll pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to follow me in a prayer. I want to follow you to follow me in this prayer. You're not going doing this for me. You're not doing it for pastor. You're doing this for yourself. And you're doing it to God. I say and declare every one of you are quality people. I say over your life, your life will be more beautiful. There'll be more understanding. There'll be an increase in where there is weakness. There'll be strength. God is going to illuminate your understanding in a way that you are going to see and know truth more readily. You're going to read up the Bible and it will begin to come out at you. You'll begin to understand in a greater measure than ever before. We're dealing with your soul. When you got saved, God dealt with your spirit in the twinkling of an eye. You become a new creation. But now you've got a lifetime of renewing your mind. That's your part. God did his part. Your part is to renew your mind. And at the end, you see, we are a spirit. We have a soul. And we live in a body. And at the end... When God comes to catch away the church, he's going to deal with the body. And in the twinkling of an eye, it'll be changed. But the word of God in your life will keep your body well right through. You can live on this earth as though we're living in heaven. And didn't we have heaven this morning? Amen. Wasn't that praise and worship wonderful? I mean, you're going to begin to praise God in a new way, a new release. I speak it over you all. A wonderful, wonderful release in God.
The devil's defeated. Don't give him any ground. He's a liar and a cheat. The only, the only power that he's got is what you give him by believing him. He got no show. Repeat this. Heavenly Father, I come to you, sir. I say this to you, Father, from my heart. I desire to be more to you than I've been. That changes today, Father. I'm committing to visit you every day of my life. Help me, Father, to commit to this. I believe, Father, that you do an overhaul in the areas of weakness of my life. You are my strength. And Father God, I want a relationship with you that is close and intimate and one that I can't miss having. I hunger for it, Father, more than I hunger for daily food. Make this prayer to you, Father complete. I ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Now I'm going to lay hands on each of you. If you've got a special need, you tell me. Hallelujah. I speak to your soul, sir. I speak to you and to your heart a commitment to God like never before and I say Father my Father just take this man show him great and mighty things increase him spirit, soul and body I thank you for it Father I thank you for it in the name of Jesus while Pastor Jim is praying Pastor Ida why don't we just worship God in tongues right now in Jesus name receive that receive that Come on, let's just worship God. We've already prayed right now. Oh, Oh, Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, the anointing to flow. 